What on earth is that? It's a Journey in the Comics Network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. <laughs> Brought to you by the power of the Journey into Comics Network. This is the Journey into Comics Podcast. The show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the Jimmy Chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, true believers? Welcome back. To another episode of Journey into Comics today. It's Journey into Comics 321. I am your host, Nate, the Podfather. Joining me today, the Pod Master, the Pod King. You know him, love him. Welcome back yet again, Brando. What's going on, my dude? I feel like I can breathe a little bit more in the world for a minute, I think. It's been a really arduous uh, past 24 hours. But things are finally starting to settle down a little bit, which is nice. Uh, how are you, my friend? Uh, everything's okay. Uh, I have a, I've had a couple of extra days at home, which is both a blessing and a curse. Um, <laughs> it's awesome to be home, but it's also um, a circus, uh, to say the least. So uh, it's, we've had a couple of hard days here. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's kids, man. Absolutely. That's the nature of the beast. They are not um, perfectly programmed creatures without their own flaws. And, you know, they're learning. They're always learning. So it, it is, uh, you know, uh, it, and I think as parents, we are also always learning. You're, you have to evolve your thing. You know, it's funny. I'm just going to say it here. You know, maybe someone will listen. I don't know. But uh, Kate shared something about some a dynamic that exists that I don't think it's talked about enough. And as dads, we should talk about it, how if a mom is disciplining the kid, it's totally cool. Mm -hmm. But the minute we try to do or say anything, we have become an asshole, an evil, terrible human being worthy of being hung from the gallows. How dare you yell at my kid? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and listen, OK, and you'll and you'll really understand and appreciate this because, you know, my dad. I come from a very respect-driven household. Mm -hmm. He made me command his respect, and I still have that to this day. This almost is not really a fear of him, but an understanding. Like, he doesn't fuck around. And sometimes when I see legit disrespect, a little sensor flips off in my brain, and I just, like, turn into, like, the fuck did you just say? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I don't... and and. and it's human nature. It just happens. But like, I just saw that post and I was just like, man, I'm glad it's not just me that's dealing with that. Like it's the world, man. Well, yeah. And, and the other part is, is that sometimes that goes twofold. Sometimes I'm the more cooler one. 
maybe I'll, I'm I'm the one going. Hey, you know, just you know, chill out. You know, he's he's a kid, and he, you know, and but then, and then there's other times where I'm the one flying off the handle, like, oh, you are not gonna slam that door at me for the fourth time. <laughs> and then she's the one going, no, 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 calm down. He's just let him be angry. I'm like. He, he's gonna learn damn it you know no no it's it's tough it's an everyday battle sometimes things are done just just to garner attention and you got to be aware of that uh we had yeah. an issue uh where um he decided he wanted to wake up early and we don't know how early he woke up um we have cameras in the house now and they are primed to go off at like 5:20 now they're primed to go off at 4 because um <laughs> He went when the cameras captured its first movement at five twenty. He was already sitting in my chair, which means he was out and about doing other things, roaming about for however long. And he's supposed to get up at like seven thirty to eight. So that well, and see when he gets up that early, it, then then it creates like a behavioral issue because now he's tired and he's grumpy, but he's not tired. He, no, he isn't tired at all. Um, well, on Halloween, he, he fell asleep for about a half hour while we watched a movie. We were watching a movie the other day and she, my, my wife lay down to, to take a nap or close her eyes at least for like a half hour. I think she had a half hour before the baby had to get up. She's like, Hey, why don't you like, like lay down with me? Well, he did. He almost fell asleep and he got up, went to his room, came back, took the pillow and smacked her with it. Oh no. He was furious with her for making him snuggle. Why? For making him snuggle. Wow. He he had a okay. choice. He didn't have to. Yeah. But he did. He was mad because he almost fell asleep. Yeah. And then it, it became an issue of you need to apologize. No, I don't want to. No, we're going to apologize. And then it became an an anxiety thing for him. Where he was deathly afraid of apologizing. That Nate, this went on for an hour. Oh, a full hour. Yeah, rough day. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no. Um, it's funny you mentioned the anger issues because to combat some of Ollie's anger issues and the weirdest, strangest turn of fates. This is before the drama that pervaded us from having a show on time this week, as we mm -hmm. usually like to be. But uh, we'll talk about that in just a second because we're going to play a little catch up. We'll get into the news bits and then we're going to go real world at the end for you folks who uh, want to talk about some real world shit. Anyways, so I'm driving to do an Instacart order because I've been doing an Instacart thing now. And I go to deliver this lady her groceries. And as I'm pulling up, I notice this guy is taking to the corner a very large, very nice punching bag set. And I was like, damn, he's not throwing that away. He's probably just having his kids play outside because it's nice, you know? So I deliver the grocery. I turn the car around. I go in the opposite direction. And I notice the guy coming out of his house. And I say, excuse me. And he comes out and I was like, are you getting rid of this? And he's like, yeah, man, let me help you. He goes and grabs tools and breaks it down and puts it in the car for me. He's like, this thing has been a coat rack for like a year and it's just in the way. And, and my kids have outgrown it. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, Ollie's seven. So that's perfect. And I think it's going to be really nice for him to have an outlet to go and like punch his anger out, you know, get it out. Cause sometimes I think kids don't know how to just 
express that. I think even as adults, we don't know how to understand they're expressing mm-hmm. it, you know? Well, and, and that's one, and one reason we usually send him to his room. Not all the time is just a punishment, but he's really angry. He needs to go to his room and deal with it. Sure. Calm down, you know? Sure. And sometimes he will just do that. If he gets angry, he goes without us telling him. He goes in there and slams his door. He'll get in there and growl and yell. And then he'll come back out. Sometimes he's he's he's, he's calmed down. Other times he's like he's wanting to pick a fight um, because he's still angry. But uh, around like the five year old thing is like when the when 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 the breakdowns and the lash outs start happening because they are feeling these emotions and they don't know what to do with them. They know they're angry and uh, they, they they don't know how to process it. Um, yeah. So, so it's, for, it's the first time they're they're understanding what they're feeling yeah well and 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 that's another thing too is that we've been learning sometimes they don't know they they can't put it into words so sometimes we've been doing it for him it's like i understand you're frustrated you know you're sleepy sometimes he combats that but it's like that way we are telling him because we are observing him and we can see what he's feeling he doesn't know so if we can verbalize it for him and let him know that there are words for these feelings that that helps him communicate with us better. Absolutely. Hell yeah. So dad talk. Yeah, we did. We did (laughs) journey into dads right now. Um, But uh, no, I just, you know, I mentioned it a little bit ago that there there was some drama. So yeah, I was doing Instacart deliveries and the vehicle V's vehicle uh, crapped out. And we thought it was just the battery needing started. And really, it was just my own foolish decision to shut the car off. I should not have done that. I should have just left it running, ran the thing I was going to run up to the person's house and go. I was just in a little bit of a sketchier neighborhood than I like to deliver in. And I was just trying to be safe. So I don't want to leave the keys in the car, have somebody jump in and take off in the 30 seconds that I walk away. So I shut the car off. I go up. I knock. I drop the grocery. I walk back to the car. And it was almost kind of like Pineapple Express. If you've seen that movie where they're sitting after they've been in the park all night waiting after they witness the murder. And, you know, Dale tries to start the car and is the battery's dead. What do you mean it's dead? It, it died. It ceased to be. It is dead. Like <laughs> the car needs a battery to start, you know. So I asked the lady that is like right next to where I deliver. I was like, do you have jumpers? Cause she was outside and she's like, I'll look, but I don't think I do. And she looks super gracious. She doesn't have them. So V gets there and we try to jump it and it still won't start. And then I'm like, okay, this is not good. It's getting dark, like definitely getting darker and the car's not starting and not sure what the game plan is. So we're making phone calls. I'm calling my dad. She's calling her dad. We're talking about it. We're figuring it out. Her dad suggested a starter relay. We she ran to AutoZone. Why I stayed in the area, so I didn't let. I don't want her to stay there by herself. It just seemed, like I said, a little sketch city. So she ran and got the part, came back, put it in. It still doesn't start, and we were like, ah. So we had to get the car towed last night, which was a pain in the ass this morning. Which again, why I wasn't on the show last night, or there wasn't a show at all because <laughs> couldn't happen. Uh, and then today we put the new starter in and got it taken care of. Car is fine. So if that's good. The drama is done there. You know, but it's funny. I don't really. It's funny that you said that um, 
that you turn the car off just to be sure that no one drove off with it. It almost seems like if somebody did drive off with it, you'd be like, ha, joke's on you, fucker. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. In hindsight, they would have tried like, to start it a second time. They would be like, <laughs> like, damn it, I, damn it, I jacked a piece of crap. Damn it. And you're just like, hey, V, come and get me. We need to uh, file a, uh insurance claim for stolen vehicle. Um, <laughs> joke's on them. <laughs> I got more in the claim, motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, but I'm glad you got that figured out, or at least uh, like like now. Hopefully, the car starts. Uh, yeah, we have all the vehicles running smooth now. The truck is everything is just rolling. We we that was just like the weirdest, most unfortunate, you know. And another thing too, if I wouldn't have fucked up and left, forgot the one bag, I wouldn't have went back there in the first. I would have been home. Yeah. End of story. So yeah. see, I lost power yesterday. For like three or four hours, the a somebody was having a worse day in their vehicle than me. Yeah, yeah. So right, right down the end of my road, like like at that stop sign that's like near the like near the highway, a car t-boned a community bus, like for oh. church. Yeah. And my next door neighbor that lives right next door, um, he's a member of that church. When the old man died there, he donated his property to the church. And so they use that, and and, and, and they stay there, or, or at least he does. And um, and so he was driving, and we we didn't hear anything. We were in the and me and my wife were in the kitchen. And then my son, my oldest one, five-year-old, he's like talking about fire trucks and police cars there just in case. And I'm like, what? So we come outside, and we see lights. So then we walk outside. And oh yeah, it, it was pretty bad. Nobody got hurt, thankfully. But when the wreck happened, uh, the bus went forward and it wrecked into um, the telephone pole. And of course it, was, it did. It was literally like on its last leg, so they had to come back, take that pole out, and put a new one in. So we lost power for that duration. So like we got it back in enough time, but then of course you also had a bad day, and so like basically. Um, Whoever is is the one in the world pulling the strings, if you will, decided that we weren't supposed to do a show last night. We were supposed to do it today, a, a little late. And and to be honest with you, other than like Mando episode two or three, whatever one's out, I think it's two, which I haven't watched yet. I actually same. I didn't even watch episode one till like Tuesday last week. You know, it's just a matter of. And let me be honest. Let me be completely honest with you, um, and and all the listeners. I liked episode one. But I'm not in love with it. I'm not sure. in love with it. It's it just, it was a side quest. It's a cool side quest. A lot of a lot of stuff in there that's really awesome for Star Wars fans, especially the nitty gritty stuff. My wife didn't know any of the stuff I was geeking out about. The crate dragon, the pearl, you know, a lot of cool references to like uh, you know Knights of the Old Republic, and then the whole Boba Fett thing. You know, she she understood some of it, but none of the like like mostly none of it. So like it's fun, but that was kind of like my main issue with the with season one. Which going back and rewatching season one, I enjoyed those episodes more, knowing that knowing when the story picks picks back up, I can enjoy the nitty gritty. When when I have an episode of a show that is story based that does very little to carry the story forward, at least in the immediate time, I'm a little disappointed by it because I want to see where the story is going, and especially when I know. For something like Mandalorian, we only have eight episodes. 
Well, we got some cool stuff. I'm not going to say we didn't. The, the episode's pretty damn good. At least, you know, the you know, like first one, I haven't watched the second one. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, all right, so we had almost an hour-long episode with a side quest to get something that's seemingly important to ultimately get nowhere. So far. Now, yeah. now how that plays into other episodes we is, is yet to be seen. Um... But those episodes in the in the last season, like some of the side ones that were like in the middle, if they don't come back around with some of that story, if there's nothing more to add to some of that stuff, I'm, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Because, in other words, it was just a one-off Star Trek episode, and I'm not watching Star Trek, I'm watching Star Wars. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and I know fundamentally they're two different things, but what I mean is like Adventure of the Week type deal. You know, uh, it's quite typically when I watch shows... I don't necessarily like that anymore. That's one reason why I, I couldn't stay with the DC stuff. There's an overarching plot, but then there's like four or five episodes throughout the whole season that are standalones, except for the last five minutes, which links into, hey, next week, we're going back to that story we didn't do this week, guys. I'm like, well, this was a fun episode, but... Just Dan- give me what I want. Well, and, and 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 I guess it's just that age of instant gratification. Because, I mean, Walking Dead was kind of the same way, and they also did like lesser number of episodes. They did single character episodes, which some of those are actually pretty good, but then they also don't carry the overall story forward, which by the way, we're getting more episodes for season 10 that are going to be sole character episodes, including Nate. We're getting Negan's, uh, uh, beginning his origin. Here's Negan, huh? They're going to show us. Here's Negan. Well, they casted Lucille. And it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan's real life wife. Whoa, really? Yeah, I I can't remember her name right now, uh, uh, off the top of my head. But yeah, they 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 casted her as Negan's wife. So in other words, we're going to be getting some flashbacks or something to that kind of go into Negan's background a little bit, which is awesome. We're getting a we could be getting a full episode, a single episode adaptation of Here's Negan. Which I'm all for that. I'd be for it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. You and I both have expressed some some displeasure with where the show has gone with some decisions. But I also stand by the fact that I I thought season nine, which I watched all the way through, uh, was actually better, way better than I ever, ever thought it could have been. I was like, this was actually not that bad. And then um, I haven't sat down and watched season ten yet. But of course, I'm not even sure if it's up for stream yet because now the streaming rights are up. Uh, so it couldn't. It may not be going to Netflix. It could be going to anywhere. I mean, we we, we don't know where it's going to wind up. But they also Very didn't. Interesting. But they also didn't air the uh, the finale until like literally a few weeks ago. So yeah, did you see it? Oh no, no, you haven't seen season ten. Duh. I, you said I haven't watched I, season ten yet, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I it's been I a long twenty four hours, Brando. I'm trying. If if there's a big thing that happens, I read up on it. Sure. You know, if there's an episode that comes out and there's and they're not talking about it on Twitter or, or they're not ta- there's not like a big article on it, I don't always read to see what exactly what happens. But I did see what happened in the finale. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, so 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 I know some of that going forward. We do know uh, that the group encountered Princess, and they, at the very end of the episode, they encounter the Commonwealth troop uh, stormtroopers. Essentially, we do know that Negan um, nearly. Got killed by um, Beta. Beta. 
Yeah. And then um uh Daryl saved him. And then um I I think Daryl like stabbed him in the eyes and then he was slowly ripped apart by the walkers. Um but then they ripped a, uh, his mask got ripped off and Negan recognized him. Yeah, you told us this. It was like a pro sports player or something. <laughs> well, or it was, was that in the book. And, and, and in the book, he was supposed to be a basketball player. And the show, he you said was, it was like, like a country star. Yeah, like, like like a music country singer. Yeah. And so he's like, "Where? Like, did you see who that was?" And then and, I, and so the only part of these things that I saw was, was like, "Did you see who that was?" Like Daryl's like, "He's dead now." And damn, yeah. So it's like there was some sort of like I don't know like understanding between the two. Like he saved Negan and uh, Maggie's back. She came back at the very end to save Gabriel from his doomy fate that was in the comic book. So that didn't happen. So like, there's some stuff going on. You know, uh, they 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 have some key players still around that are good actors. Carrie Payton that plays King Ezekiel still around. He's with he he's with uh, Eugene and Princess and them. So that's a little bit different. Of course, probably taking a spot of like maybe Michonne. Yeah. Which would be really interesting uh, because of what they're in, what they could do with that. There's rumors that Michonne and Rick could be coming back before the end of the show. Mm. And that the that's move, interesting. I mean, that's just rumors. We don't know. Um, but what w- what we do know is that they are currently filming the six in between episodes, the extension of season ten, and then season eleven is going to be instead of the sixteen episodes, it's going to be twenty two. Um. And that's going to be the end for the main series of The Walking Dead. Dang. Ugh. I mean, it, of course, it had to come at some point, yeah. but it still sucks to see that it's it's going to, you know, dwindle there. Because the, ser- the series had some moments, and I really do wish it's one of those things, you know, retrospectively, I'm sure they wish they could change some things too. But if they would have just... If Kirkman would have known he was that close to the end and could have told them, like, stick with the fucking script, we could have gotten some really insane moments on TV that would have been mm-hmm. moments people still talk about and people wouldn't have fallen off. Even with the Negan thing, I think you might have lost some people because it was a pretty brutal thing they did in that, that season six or was that season? Yeah, it was season six premiere, right? It was well, it, no, it was season six finale, season seven it's premiere. It's the seven premiere. That's right, seven premiere. So yeah, uh, you know, you might have lost some people along the way, but I think that the overarching comic story was fantastic. And I, I've said this like the last couple times we talked. I do want to sit down and try to get through uh, watching the series the rest of the way from where I stopped watching. Yeah, there. See, you know. Uh... I was so disenfranchised, not with the way season eight ended. I was actually optimistic, even with Carl's death. I, that part was like, eh, you know, okay. You know, I liked how it played a story between Negan and Rick. They utilized the death for that. Uh, but then they advertised Andy Lincoln leaving the show. I did not like that. That every week it was like two more weeks till Rick's lacks. I'm like, they were trying to drum up the ratings. His ratings had fallen since they introduced Negan. And so, on one hand, I get it from a from a rating standpoint. On the other hand, it was like, I don't want to know. That would have been such a gut punch to think that Rick is now gone, or at least um, gone from the story. And, and if they were being, if they wouldn't have said, 
oh, now we're going to do movies if they were just being like, yeah, we don't know. Maybe he could come back. We don't know. You know, you know, he, he it's went like, somewhere. don't telegraph the move. Yeah. And so I was a little disappointed with that. So I boycotted the entire season until it went on Netflix. And then we re- I think we watched it last holiday and it was good. I, I thought it was pretty decent. And uh, especially like some of the episodes with the whispers and of course seeing some of that get translated was really neat. And they did some different things with some new characters. They, they did some things with, with some existing characters that are like that are around in the show. Like a lot of great actors are still involved with the show. So like also also on one hand, I do want to finish it out because I want to see where some of these characters end up. Sure. Hell yeah. Uh, Brando, uh, we kind of just slid right into Walking Dead talk, which is nice. To briefly speak, uh, Walking Dead Deluxe is out. We are going to yeah. try to start covering that. We actually planned on covering it this weekend with a three-man crew that became a two-man crew from uh, all three of us having some form of drama <laughs> on Sunday. I don't understand how that even happens, but it is the real world that we live in. But mm-hmm. I will say I saved – and I kind of want to use this as a, as a segue to drop a major thing in about Marvel – that I don't know if you saw or not, but um, this article is from Comic Book. And through Comic Book and reporting from Murphy's Multiverse, there is something called, and tell me if you know about anything about this, Solve Everything Productions. No. Can't okay, see what so, do. so let's go ahead and read it without giving too much away here. According to... A new report from Murphy's Multiverse Solve Everything Production LLC, a production entity formed earlier this year, is in fact owned and operated by Marvel Studios as opposed to another branch of Walt Disney Studios. That's very important to note. First reported alongside of Grassfed Productions in August, Solve Everything Productions is said to be a nod to Reed Richards' need to be the smartest man in the room. As Multiverse's Charlie Murphy pointed out at the time, Solve Everything is a direct homage to Jonathan Hickman's acclaimed run with the character that first launched in the fall of 2008. Now Murphy has found evidence that Solve Everything, now that Murphy has found evidence that Solve Everything Productions is operated by Marvel Studios, the scooper claims that's enough evidence to show a Fantastic Four property is far enough in development it needed an operating entity to to process expenses and the like. So it seems, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Marvel is being very coy, but they're a lot further along in some of these plans than they have let anybody know. Hmm. I mean, you got to think about it. If you have a company that you have to actually LLC, it's because you're getting, like they said, expenses. You're spending money. So you're, you're what are you at? You're probably either at pre-production, obviously, so pre-production is happening, which means who knows how far out we are from learning the future of the Fantastic Four. And as you know, because we've been on this show together for so long, that has been a very sour point, in my opinion, for all of uh, cinema. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, you know, OK, so I saw this article from a not so reputable website and I want to talk about it not because I think it's true, but because one, it'd be interesting if it was true, and two, it made me laugh. Uh, sure. All right. So there are rumors that they're trying to bring back in, um, get back. Um, um, man, I'm having trouble with the name off the top of my head. Wolverine. Oh, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Trying to bring him back, right? Okay, and it, it will. I mean, because because if you're Marvel, 
why wouldn't you? You know, the guy, he, he said he's done, but they're like, hey, money talks. If we can get him to get back into, you know, we can work around some of this stuff. We have the technology to give you muscles. You don't need to have, <laughs> you know, we can get, we, we can put you in the yellow suit. <laughs> you no, um, so the, no, there's a rumor that they were trying to develop Hulk versus Wolverine. Okay. And number one. If they went that way, holy shit. That'd be yeah. awesome. Okay, so uh, th- th- now this is where it gets sillier, uh, which made me laugh. Okay. Okay, so the idea is that Hulk, like, Hulk would be a part of like kind of a like a, a smaller team of dudes that would be other Marvel characters that are not really involved with the MCU. Hunting down Weapon X, having escape. That's Logan. And... Also trying to find him is the X-Men, Canadian's own version of the Avengers. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically, the, the explanation as to why the X-Men haven't been around, they're Canadian. <laughs> I hope that's not it. I hope. Oh, I mean, that's hilarious. It'd just, it just be so funny. Oh. You'd be like, well, hey, there you know your big green guy. Uh yeah, see uh see the guy there. He's a little bit out of your uh, jurisdiction there, pal. It, it's like don't make me shoot my eye lasers at you. I got him right here. It goes boom boom, and it's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, now okay now see I'm gonna come over here. I'm talking to you right here in your head right now. So you see the guy with the claws? He's our guy. All right. All right. He's like, all you guys with superpowers. Where where were you when Thanos was around? Now look. Half of us went away then. We were a bit of a smaller team, okay? But we up here in the Great White North, and you guys are down there. We couldn't get past Border Patrol. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's true. Uh, no. Uh... <laughs> it just made me laugh when I thought about it. Canada's version of the Avengers <laughs> would be the X-Men. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if they went that route, why they wouldn't just bring Alpha Flight into the fold. You know, they're already the Canadian X team, essentially. Uh, and it would, it would, it would kind of make sense to have them tracking Wolverine. I will say it'd be interesting to have Hugh Jackman and Ruffalo on screen together. Exactly. In any, in any capacity. Well, I mean, you know, both of those characters, I mean, Wolverine's a character who could carry a movie by himself. Hulk, they they've tried it, but they've kind of regulated it into him being an also character, you know, you know, yeah. like Thor and also Hulk, you know, which worked very well for that movie. It worked sure. tremendously well, and it would work very well for a Wolverine movie as well. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, I wouldn't hold my breath on getting X Men in the MCU for a long time. Yeah, well, well, we're really genuinely going to have to wait and see because they're not gonna throw us news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I mean, we've been getting some news as far as Marvel stuff. Here's some stuff. I'm just gonna throw a couple. He- These are literally just little quick headlines of things we know that have already been revealed for Phase Four of the MCU because we haven't started Phase Four yet. But here's some stuff we know, and there's some spoilers in this for those of you who might not want to know. So get out of here. Uh, John Walker is the new Captain America. So, uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably really going to be about how the U.S. 
gives the title of Captain America to John Walker, who is U.S. agent, usurping the role from uh, Falcon, who then has to fight his way back to becoming Captain America and earn his right. We know that Scarlet Witch is going to go on uh, a full House of M uh, tirade in the MCU, and we're going to be seeing that sooner rather than later with WandaVision. They just wrap filming. Soon. Yeah, they just yeah, wrap filming. just wrap filming. Mm-hmm. And they've started to uh, both... Uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany have both started to kind of talk more about it. Like they're starting to push it. So mm-hmm. my thing is we're probably going to maybe get it the first week of December would be my guess. Um, I had heard Christmas because that would be the first week after Mandalorian. Sure. That'd be great too. Uh, another thing we know that's happening in phase four is obviously electro is returning. Obviously we don't know what capacity um, we might be just based on things we know as we have literally pieces from all three spider verses your j jonah jameson from the first spider verse your uh, electro from the second spider verse although he might not be the exact same thing and then of course tom holland spider-man meaning we might be getting a live action spider verse uh there are you know a couple other things we know we know that kang will probably be the next big bad that's coming in the near future and that a ton of people have been cast that are going to be portraying superheroes in the near future but that's far as i have for that um try to think brando there's a few other things did you see the spider-man stuff that's happened as far as like uh tom holland reporting to set and and they're shooting and like that that's the last thing i saw yeah yeah he, he well he also uh shared a picture of himself wearing two masks, the Spider-Man mask and a COVID mask, like a like a health mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. I'm really excited for that. But here's the real. The real truth is, we're only about three, maybe four weeks away from the first look at this movie because we were told, and uh, they've confirmed that Sony and Marvel both want to have um, something drop in December and give this thing a full year of steam to build into next Christmas. It'll probably just be a little teaser then. Yeah, well, even a two-minute trailer like they gave us for Far From Home will be enough to wet all of our whistles. And, you know, you got to think a lot of the team is chomping at the bit to record considering, uh, you know, they... um, they had a delay because of the virus and everything. So mm-hmm. they had a lot of the the stuff that you are working through in the early parts of production. They've already got a head of steam on. They already know what their villains are going to look like, what some of the costumes are going to look like. You know, they've got it all lined out. Interesting. This is not Marvel World, but I did see that Jared Leto's Joker is going to have a different look. Oh, interesting. Like, I didn't read too much into it, but I, I just saw a headline this because we know that he's coming back for the, for the Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Um, and, there, and there's also some some conjecture about whether or not or whether how Joker killed Robin, which we now know uh, for a fact from from Snyder that the Robin that was killed was Dick Grayson, um, which is a different take on it. But, hey, let's go for it. Um, so somebody had a theory that the Joker attacked Wayne Manor, beat Dick with an an inch of his life, and then set the place on fire. So Dick burned alive. Whoa. And that Joker knows who Batman is and doesn't care. 
He doesn't want people to know who Batman is because then it ruins the fun. So like, no, like the more like so Snyder liked that on whatever on whatever platforms somebody said that and he liked it. He didn't reply. He didn't say anything. He just hearted it. Like, yep, that's cool. Um, so people are like, is there some truth to that? Well, we know Wayne Manor's in ruins. You know, Robin's dead. We know that Jared Leto got his face beat in, or that version of the Joker. Why would Batman go too far? Because he murdered Dick. Why would Why would Bruce Wayne, in the BVS verse, way later, be willing to go a little bit over the edge when he kind of gets back out of retirement? It's because he's already been, he's already been pushed. He's way over the edge. No, yeah. no return. No return at all. Yeah. Or, or at least not until he kind of realizes how much of an idiot he's been. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm going to just piggyback off your DC stuff and talk about the justice league a little bit more. Do you see this Ray Fisher headline? I feel like we're always talking about Ray Fisher. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of out there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, apparently Joss reshot all but one scene he was in. I heard that. Yeah. That's terrifying interesting because though. what is the original vision of what was shot before joss reshot those scenes what how how is it different how much is it different that's why the big question of the snyder cut like what are we going to see is is the biggest question what will we see how much difference is it going to end up being that's what i'm excited for the most because we're getting to see what he had in mind for it and not uh, 25% of it or 50% of it. It was, you know, they brought in Joss Whedon to make this movie more like a Marvel movie. Let's just be honest. Like, 100%. When they saw, because here's the thing they hired Zack Snyder to do Man of Steel. He, and he condensed that movie down to Man of Steel. They brought him back to do BVS. He condensed that movie down into what they wanted for BVS. It was financially successful. Critically not successful. Justice League, they saw what Stack was doing, got scared. And, of course, Zach was going through his own thing. It was a perfect excuse. Right off into the sunset, we're going to bring in Joss Whedon. He's going to fix this mess. Was it really a mess to begin with? Or was it just a different flavor? Because here's the thing, and I've said this here. I've, uh, you were doing the solo cast, and, I, and you read my, my message. The more that I watch BVS, knowing its faults, the more I like it. It's not perfect. How many of the Marvel movies are also perfect? A, a, a few chosen. A few, yeah, a but few. not all of them. No, no. They have issues. They all have issues. I mean, if, if you really want to like, like get, like get, into, get into the nitty-gritty on some of these stuff, some of, some of the like, superhero movies are superhero movies. We watch them because we enjoy them despite their being a bit goofy. You know, there's a lot yeah. of issues, a lot of issues and a lot of uh, stuff in fiction that can be resolved just by one person not being stupid. But you can't have conflict without somebody being stupid. Are you hearing something, Nate? Yeah, I just uh, heard a weird noise. Sorry. 
I was just <laughs> See, that threw you all kept off. I spooking my ears. I was like, what is going on? A little kabuki-ish. Yeah. But no, I'm excited for Justice League. I'm excited for the Marvel stuff. I'm excited to get out of 2020 and into a new Same. year. Um, hopefully things will be better on the other side. I saw the the news that came out from Pfizer today about about the their vaccine being 90% effective. So, cool. I'm not That's sure if you had any other there. stuff to talk about before we start talking about real-world real stuff. So Not really, man. Like I said, newsreel is pretty, pretty small, but the real-world stuff is pretty, pretty large. It is. Uh, so, so guys, here's, here, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about real-world stuff that happened in last week. You have to be living under a rock to not know what we're talking about. If you don't want to hear about real-world stuff and, and, and our opinions on it, you know, here's your chance you guys can tune out. We, we're not going to hold that against you. Trust me. I know plenty of people, including myself, that are tired of everything like we just like need a break from it and, and i've been trying my best to stay away so by all means guys we'll see you guys next week on journey into comics where hopefully we'll be talking about some you know you know some comics some walking dead stuff hopefully we'll have the three-man crew but uh yeah. and, and we'll probably try to talk about uh you know we'll have two episodes of mandalorian to talk about so um a little bit more uh stuff to fill in the gaps next week so if you guys are gone if everybody else is gone it's time to get down to it, Nate. Whoo, Brando. Um, Last week was a long month. Fucking A. That was <laughs> the longest, like, five and a half days of my life playing the never-ending waiting game of what states will or will not fall to what color. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure I know more about counties and makeup than I ever did ever before. <laughs> Yeah, dude, because you just we were all so affixed and uh, pins and, and needles watching and just trying to see how things were going to shake out. And it's really weird because uh, the whole red mirage thing really did happen, but didn't last as long as I thought, didn't get as dramatic as I thought. And then it kind of became kind of a real sweeping in the opposite direction type thing where. Uh, you know, it seemed like for at least two days, we probably were getting a, a vice president, now president-elect Biden. And, uh, of course, Saturday they confirmed that. And I can I can then also confirm it was the first time I've ever cried in Aldi. I was in the middle of an Instacart order and got that, and I was just, like, overwhelmed with it, that it was finally, you know, at least real in some form. Yeah, so congratulations to the new president-elect Joe Biden and vice president-elect Kamala Harris. Um for anybody who's listened to this show over the last couple of years, it's no surprise how you think we we feel about how things currently are and about the current administration. Um, so it, it felt good, and there was a there was a lot of celebration on Saturday. Uh, a lot of people were wondering why the race wasn't called sooner. Uh, there was it even uh, boiled down into conspiracy theories about them trying to exploit it for ratings, um, uh, because there's a lot of people who were kind of calling it uh, frick. I mean, Thursday night, Friday morning, they're like, "Hey, it can be called now," and nobody was calling it. Nobody was calling it. Nobody was calling it. Finally, it was like on Friday. I did see a couple of independent people call it. They're like. We're done, you know. Nate Silver from Five Thirty Eight, he he posted something on 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 Twitter that was just 
uh, like clip art or emojis. It was hive is a picture of a C. Knee. And then it was, um, I can't remember what the last one was, but it, it boiled out to I've seen enough. In other words, I've seen enough to know that this is, it's over. And that was like Thursday. People were like, whoa. And then, of course, he works for, he, he, has, he has his own website, but he also is a correspondent for, for ABC. So pretty much, he was on ABC pretty much saying, yeah, I'm not sure why we're not calling this yet. <laughs> so, uh, but it did. Uh, Saturday morning, it was called uh, by by CNN and, and and Associated Press or Alternative Press, uh, <laughs> or Andrew Poor, depending on how you're talking about it, or Andrew Poor. Uh, but no, AP News they called it, and shortly after, Fox News called it as well, uh, as well as the other networks. So no, it's it's set in stone that that he's the winner. Now there's going to be some certain legal challenges. A lot of these challenges do always kind of exist. And I don't want people to think that this stuff just isn't normal. Uh, a lot of it is normal. Um, We've been having recounts for like every election. Yeah, since no, the no, 70. you know, like yeah, no recounts and some legal challenges. You know, because because everybody wants to make sure that that it's all on the up and up. And and there's nothing wrong with that. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, yeah, there's absolutely everybody deserves to have a free and fair election. The problem is 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 the misinformation that goes along with it. Is that when you're purposely spreading misinformation, and people start believing it, like when he and that's his goal right now is to sow confusion so that his base will try to rise up. And I just, I mean, there are people literally abandoning him in the moment. He is having people jump ship from him, and they're not holding their loyalties to him because he is not going to be the president January twentieth, twenty twenty one. In the middle of the afternoon, it's going to be Joe Biden and things are going to change and you're going to and I don't mean it's going to be the sweeping imminent one second. Everything is different, but we're going to be able to as America breathe a sigh of relief and not have to think about our fucking president every 26 seconds because he's on Twitter saying the dumbest shit he's ever said. Well, also, don't think that what we've been used to is ever is actually going to disappear. Um, He's not going to go away. He being the president, uh, Trump. He's not going to go away. He's not going to keep his mouth shut. He's going to keep talking. And as of right now, they're getting ready to go on. A, he's getting ready to go on another round of, of rallies to, 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 to burr up support. It's like he has like four rallies this week that he's going to go and speak at and try to spur up support with his base and also try to get them to donate to the cause for fighting these legal battles. Now, however, there's some fine print with that that I found out that he can say legal battles, but the donations can also go towards paying um, – uh, campaign debts. So, in other words, he's using. So he's them. covering campaign debts See, just by getting them to donate more. Yeah. Brutal. It, That's it, brutal. It's pretty man. bad. So no, I was watching an interview with Mitt Romney, Senator Mitt, Mitt Romney from Utah, and uh, you know he like he 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 agrees. You know, like the president has a full right to seek all the legal things that he needs to do that he feels like that that needs to happen. As well as recounts, all that's normal. He goes, he goes, but the odds are that none of that's going to change the outcome. Even if he does win some votes, that doesn't. It's not going to be enough to change the outcome. Um, even winning pres- 127 votes from one state is not enough to change the outcome. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Especially like now. 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 Also, I don't. I don't want people to to get the wrong idea. Uh, the, the 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 election was freaking close. 
this was close. This was arguably closer. Largest turnout in American history. Yes. This is yes. And, and 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 you know, I want people to realize this that this was closer than 2016. But it was very similar to 2016. Uh, in 2016, Donald Trump won the election by by around 100,000 votes by racking up those votes split up over Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, flipping those states and winning them by about a .7 margin, maybe less. That's not a lot. That's under a point. Now Joe Biden has victories in those three states as well, uh, Wisconsin being the, the smallest margin of that, uh, Michigan being the biggest. And then also picking up victories in in Nevada. That's a very small margin. A in, in Arizona, that margin has slimmed down to just twenty thousand votes. And then in in Georgia is even less. It's like uh, ten thousand now. So this was a close election. It really was. And the other part of it is the fact that you have somebody spewing that votes are fraudulent, the uh, spreading misinformation. When election officials are denying this, they went to court. They went to court, Nate. And uh, one of the cases in court is that their guys weren't allowed binoculars. President Trump said in his rebuttal of the results that his that the that the observers were not granted meaningful access. What does meaningful access even mean? Couldn't it, throw the ballots the way. It means that they were not allowed to stand as close as they wanted to. They had to maintain six feet. Why? Because we're in a pandemic. They're allowed to stand there along with other Democratic observers and watch them do their jobs. So they eventually did win that, and they were able to be four feet away. <laughs> okay? Jesus. These are like oh. the stupidest things. You know, and it boggles my mind, but they're going to happen. These legal challenges are going to happen. And 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 I'm going to make a prediction right now. He's never going to accept the results of the election. Never. He will never say he lost. He, He will always say it was rigged, always say that it was fixed against him, and always say that it was stolen because he, the people who cheat to win can only think that they can lose by cheating. By cheating, yeah. So there it is. The other part of it is, maintaining brand value. So, coming out of this, because odds are very high that there there will be no overturning any of this and that Joe Biden will be the president of the United States January 20th. The other part of it is, it is a, a guy like Joe Biden is now being viewed as so divisive because of the actions of somebody who literally cannot um, manage his emotions or be able to accept accept a defeat. We knew this was going to happen, but that makes going forward even more difficult with trying to unify. It's We're not going to unify. It will not unify. Absolutely not. The... The real problem is going to be how hard the the that, that that the Republicans make it for him in the Senate. That's if they keep that. There's a chance that they could win the two uh, Georgia Senate runoffs. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, because as much as you can say that it's easy for it to happen, 
Georgia was not an easy victory for the Democrats. The Democrats did not do well in this election. Across the board. And local? In the House, they lost seats. In the Senate, they lost races they were pegged to win. They won the presidency. They also won, they also won a couple that were important for them to flip. Let's not... Let's no, not, no, no. You know. But those were also ones that were already like almost a given. Yeah. The Colorado race very heavily favored the Democrats as well as Arizona. Those are the two that that that, that won. Susan Collins was pegged to lose. She did not. She won handily. It's true. I will say that the uh the North Carolina slash two Georgia races are interesting because I mean I know they haven't said this yet, but according to the rules, and correct me if I'm wrong, if nobody in North Carolina gets to fifty percent there has to be a runoff. Nobody is at 50% now. Sure. Neither Tillis nor Cunningham. Same thing as in Georgia, and that's why we're having the runoffs there. Now, interesting to note with the Georgia situation, at least for one of those seats, there were like something like 17 people running for that it, one seat. It, it, it was a special election, so like it was handled a bit differently. You had a lot of Democrats and a lot of Republicans. And so now it, you're going to have a one-on-one, and yeah. I tell you what, I think that the that there's a chance I I'm not I don't want to jinx it, but I do think there's a chance we take at least one of those seats and and possibly both. Who knows? I don't think it's going to happen because I think now the other side's going to be even more pissed off and they're going to come out in bigger numbers. Uh, because if you add up the two main Republican people on that ticket or uh, that were running for it, if you add their votes together, they they pretty much beat the other guy. Now, is it possible? Yes, you can do it. Um, it's not impossible. However, I feel coming out of this Trumpism isn't going to die in my opinion it's going to get much worse we are heading towards a reckoning politically in this country we have said no and also let me just say this it's very interesting that they're calling fraud and literally across the country there were so many Republican victories. So what ones are fraud? Yeah, then you start playing the cherry picking. That's why a lot of the Republicans are distancing self from themselves from Trump because so he's some damaging their their likability, their ability to even govern. So now, what's a possibility uh, that's being floated? It, because it's almost certain that they're not going to win legally, but they're still going to fight that and do everything that they can because it's to save face that they're looking at a 2024 run for Trump. Um, so he'll be running again, maybe. Um, the other part of it is, is that they may actually take the route of what they were going to do last time. And that is start Trump TV. And they're going to try and steal some of the biggest names from Fox News and basically declare war against Fox News and try to make Trump TV the official home of the conservative media. In other words, they're going to try and overtake, basically, uh, it's it's going to be a ransacking and a complete hostile takeover of the Republican Party. And we will no longer be dealing with just a Republican Party. It's going to be a radicalized party. And the new party that comes out of that whether it's called Republican or whatever it's going to be called, it's going to be ridiculous. And it, that, that, that's my fear uh, because Joe Biden was labeled as a socialist. That's not true. 
Anybody who has a half a brain can tell you that's he not is true. a centrist. Very centrist. He is a liberal centrist. He's a Democrat, but he literally he's he, he's a very conservative Democrat. He's he, old school. Yes, he's very old school. And so that they were able to successfully label him as as a socialist or at least a puppet. When that didn't work, he was a puppet of the far left. And in fact, there's a lot of centrist Democrats in the House right now that are blaming the progressives for the amount of seats that they lost. Um, so we're seeing, we're going to be seeing uh, a shift. And this happens a lot in this country where, 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 where you're going to be seeing a political shift to the right. They're going to be, we're basically going to, going to get pulled so far right that what will be considered the left would is now considered centrist. And, and what's considered centrist then will be like regular Republican. It's terrifying to think of, honestly. Um, and and I don't mean to be the guy that's like raining on parades or anything. I'm I'm looking at it going forward, and I'm seeing the path laid out. I don't think that this thing is going to die because there's so many. Unless, people. say your piece. Unless there's one, there's there's at least one avenue that we need to be genuinely thinking about. And I know that everybody's going to say, oh, justice won't be served, man. They're not going to get him. But there are Southern District of New York mm -hmm. cases. There are defamation cases. There are rape cases. There are tax evasion cases coming. He's the unnamed co-conspirator, individual number one. There's all this stuff coming to a head. And now that Joe Biden is going to be president, that stuff gets to actually have an opportunity to come to a head. They aren't going to block it, stop it from coming out and all this shit. They're going to press forward and at least attempt to put him behind bars. So, OK, so here's also the thing. Um, I I don't because um, somebody said this to me the other day uh, asking whether or not they I thought that. Joe Biden would be looking to to prosecute Trump. I don't think so. Not whatsoever. I don't think he will. And I'll tell you why. He wants to stop this divisiveness. The number one sure. thing that you can do to put ammo in the hands of somebody or a big group that are already pro-Trump, prosecute him. Because that just proves their case. It proves their point they, that you're just out to get him. That the whole election was a sham, and now, like now, now he's a scapegoat. He's become a martyr in that sense. State level cases, that's uh, that's that's out of their control. So, 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 so that stuff is is going to go forward. Um, and then you have to think about Deutsche Bank and them cashing in their loans, three hundred mil. You have the federal uh, uh, investigation that's separate that Joe Biden will have no problem, have no uh, part in. Looking into taxes, he can end up owing over a hundred million dollars in taxes. So while they could be looking at where do we go in the future, Trump TV could be the best case because he's okay. So check this out. And I also want to like as dumb as we've called Donald Trump, he's not stupid. I agree with that sentiment. It can he be dumb? Sure, but everybody can be dumb. I mean, the dumbest person can still be successful. Because think about it, he's going to have money issues, whether it's, as I said, from Deutsche Bank or uh, these lawsuits, it's going to cost money. And it could end up costing him everything. So Absolutely. what better way, what better way than to, as you're leaving office, 
Keep rallying and keep the flag going. Trump, 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 Trump. They screwed me over. Fox News screwed me over. Come over to my new television network. Listen to me, because you know I tell you the truth. And people are going to tune in. And people will watch. And he makes money off the very same people that elected him. I don't like this, Brando. It's smart business. Yeah, well, like I said, he's it's got bad a, he's business. Got a, it's shady business. He's but it's not illegal. That cell first, though. I don't think. No, he will never see a, a day in prison. That's my and that's my prediction. I don't think he will see an absolute day. He is far too wealthy and far too connected for that. He, he is they, he wealthy though? I mean, he wealthy, has assets, but he has everybody money. So does he really have those assets since he's already broke? I mean, wealth is just it, a matter of opinion, man. <laughs> I'm the richest motherfucker. What I'm, I'm no, but it's like promise, like it. It's. I don't think I, he will see a single solitary day because these lawsuits can be delayed. These lawsuits can like all this. There's so many legal things you can do to prolong the effect. Eventually, it caught up to Bill Cosby. We we, we also what happened to him. But Donald Trump is a guy that he's got. He's richer and he has more connections. And he also gets access to some of the brightest legal minds that know all the loopholes, know all the little tricks. And he's 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 seventy four years old. You know, we don't know how much longer he's going to be around. Um. So, the other part of that is like whether or not. And and and, and this is the realm, realm of the unknown. I know a lot of what I said is pretty doom and gloom for for for, for everything that we just had happen. That that was good, right? Uh, good, good, good for the face of the country. Good because there's a lot of international countries that are already like, like, like Iran just said, "Hey, we're ready to go back into that deal if you are." Which really, you know, when when when, when that when, says everything you need to know. When 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 Trump said that's a bad deal, I I really could not understand why, because with the Iran deal, all we did was get them to stop doing what they were doing nuclear wise. And we gave them back the money we took from them, or 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 at least held hostage. We didn't give them any money. It was their money, but we we're like, no, you can't have that. And part of the deal was, okay, you'll you'll get to have that money. I just I could not. Ugh. Anyways, no. Is there hope? Because you can have the party, as you said. There's people in the party who are kind of distancing already. Um, there are others who are not because I really feel like the entire future of the party is in flux. Do I think Joe Biden's going to be a one-term president? Absolutely. Unfortunately, uh, that's true. Uh, because of one, his age. Um, two, end, he's not going to be running at 82 years old. No, absolutely not. You know, he, uh, he was elected about 78, right? Se- 77, 78, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. By the time sure. he takes the oath, he'll be 78. Thank you. That's the uh, thing. He's 77 now. Um, so, I mean, no, after four years, you're going to be looking at who's the next Democrat, but there's also going to be plenty of Republicans that want like, you know, they want on board all these, all these senators that have been on TV defending Trump or doing this, doing that, all these representatives, governors, mayors, there's going to be a who's who, a big list of people 
that are that are in the eye. Why do you think Ted Cruz was on TV as much as he was between 2011 and 2013 and 14? Because he was eyeing that 16 run. Yeah, he he was he was a firm opponent against Obama, and he was going to be the guy that's going to be the future of the party, and he would have been had Trump not ran. Do it, could Ted Cruz have beaten Hillary Clinton? We we don't know. Hillary Hillary was very unpopular. Just remember that. True. Ted Cruz. Oh yeah, she was unliked. Ted Cruz is kind of unpopular with with the masses, but but could he have won? Yes, very much so. Because oh, yeah. simply because you had two back to back, you know, uh, runs of a Democratic president, and when you have two back to back runs, typically there's a change. Not always, but typically. Uh, and now now we're getting a change after four years. And then we're gonna to have to deal with deal with the next four years. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how everything goes out and foils out. There does uh, seem to be a lot more openness to want to work with Joe uh, from 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 some of the senators who have already said that hey, you know, we're willing to work with them. Even Lindsey Graham, who is a staunch defender of Trump, says if it boils down to it, and and Joe is Joe is declared the winner, he deserves a cabinet. Because the rumor was Mitch was going to kind of hold that hostage and meet no, no big far left leaning people in the cabinet, and uh, maybe you know maybe um, uh, uh, man I, I like I just said his name oh, Lindsey Graham maybe he agrees with that maybe hey we you know we don't want Bernie Sanders in there doing stuff but it's like it's not fair to just shoehorn the whole thing he deserves a cabinet that's going to work with him. So, because every president does, it doesn't matter where you are on that scale. So, we are right now at the tail end of summer <laughs> in November. It's been a high of yes. seventy nine the last two days. I I've been out in shorts. I mowed the yard one last time today. I grilled out last night. I'm grilling out tonight, making my fifty fifty burgers. Um, hey, and. We are in a state of flux. There was jubilation. There, you know, and also just, just let's just put it put it out there. There are seventy million people who voted the other way. They're not very happy right now. Some are some are like probably accepting it. Others are not. They are just as vocal against it. And part of that is a shame because I feel like they're being misled and lied to. But at the same time. I'm not going to convince them otherwise. You're not going to convince them otherwise. Anything that anybody, Joe's not going to convince them otherwise. Fox News cannot convince them otherwise, and they've had people on there, you know, going, guys, hey, look, um, you know, calling out truths here. There's been a lot of stuff going around, and even on Fox News, where they're saying, no, this isn't true about about this polling place and, and, and this inaccuracy and the thing that the president said here. No, that no, the, the hosts are saying, well, what about this? And the guy there is going, yeah, no, that's not true, guys. Uh, I'm here, and I, yeah, no, there's a lot of that because we're in a situation with an election so big, so many gears turning that it's very easy to point out where you have inaccuracies or uh, uh, anomalies because it does happen. Is it, is it? Will it be enough to sway this election? I don't think so whatsoever. Are, are we going to have an interesting month and a half going forward? Absolutely, two months actually, two and a half, almost two months. We got to get there. It's already started. Oh no, it already has. And um, tell me, you've seen some of the headlines that just dropped on CNN the past hour? No, nah, no, not the past hour. We've been here talking about uh, nerd stuff. So, so Ben Carson. Oh, Ben Carson. Yeah. 
I saw Ben Carson has it. I, I know that um, um, the uh, uh, Mark Meadows has it. He's he's yep. Trump's uh, chief of staff. We have for, we have surpassed 10 million COVID nineteen cases, but I mean you only get more cases because we test so much. Here's um, the shocker, though. This is the big one. Trump has officially fired the Secretary of Defense today. Did he? And it's the start of a very wild next 72 days. <sighs> yep. The Trump advisor overseeing campaign legal challenges gets coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Says everything it needs to say, as did their last uh, little press conference that Giuliani did at the Four Seasons Landscaping Place. <laughs> Because that's not a made-up headline between a porn store and a crematorium, which how perfect is that for Trump? Dude. The guy who is who had the whole porn store or the porn star scandal. I can't even He's explain the, that, okay? I, I, I'm over here like Bill O'Reilly. Tide goes in, tide goes out. You can't explain that. Four seasons, landscaping. Um, no, no offense to this business. It did not look... Uh, class enough to be hosting a press conference about legal challenges for an election. It looked like going down to the to the uh, junkyard uh, garage, or like where you would take like probably where you like you took your car just right down the road at like at Jimmy John uh, Jimmy Joe's uh, you know fix it car shop. It's not even a Midas. It's not a you know, Pet Boys. It's not a it's not a, a Jiffy Lube. No, it's a kind of a rundown, a rust, repair shop, yeah. rusty looking landscaping place. And I mean, it. What? <laughs> I did, I, I don't it's even, the perfect exclamation point on the end of that presidency. I, I, I mean, if even, we're being honest, I don't even know. It's like Four Seasons landscape. Uh, Four Seasons is a popular hotel chain, so you think, okay, we're gonna have a big thing outside the Four Seasons Hotel. And how did this get misbooked? Did they call? Did somebody call Four Seasons Landscaping and be like, "Yo, dog, can we have a press conference outside your building?" And they're like, "I mean, I guess, sure." I'm pretty sure that what happened was Trump said it on Twitter that he that they were having a press conference at Four Seasons, but they hadn't booked it. So then aides had to go out and try to find a way to make his words true, and that's as close as they got. <laughs> that's real. That's real, folks. It's going to be a very interesting couple of months. Um, you know, uh, I know that 74 million people, so 75 million people, very, very happy with the results. You know, when you have, when you have George W. Bush, W, he called Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and, and, and congratulated them on a, you know, on, on, on their election. And he said, the election was very fair and well run and that the results are firm. Now, what does he know? He's out there painting like Bob Ross, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> he's, just, he's just hanging out. He don't give a flying shit about what's going on. However, you know, like, please note, he, he has not been in the political spotlight other than when he made a rare appearance for his brother when he was running at 16. So, uh, 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 he stays out of it. He doesn't want to be in there. He doesn't want to be at the RNC. You know, he's like, I did, I did my duty. I'm out. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go paint, and it's gonna be a good time. But 
for him to come out and say that, it it means very little with the new uh, conservative movement of 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 like, like of Trumpism. But what I will say, and we live you know right here in the heartland of of the Midwest, the big uh, the big flat. Uh, you know, not 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 like not the flattest of the flat. That's further Midwest, but like we're not in the South. But why are we like this? Well, uh, okay, so um, a lot of a lot of Republicans and Trump supporters, but it was a lot more quiet this year. I saw far less signs, and I saw far more Biden signs. Same. Um, and so, do I think it like? Do I think a lot of people who voted for Trump last time turned around and said, "Yeah, I'm fucking out." Yes, I do. I think a lot of people did, and um, but also Donald Trump got ten million more votes than last time. He's also had four more years to tee off and brainwash people. But I mean, if four years of this of every day, every day something new, isn't enough to make people go, God, I've seen enough of this guy. We see, like, what's he gonna do when 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 the news stops covering him? He's gonna he's gonna start saying stuff. He's gonna be out there. He's gonna try and get attention because he craves it. Yeah, even it's, if it's, it's even if what he's saying it generates bad news, or you know what he considers still talking about him. That, yeah, like they're still talking. So, did you real real quick one last thing? Did you see the thing that was on uh, SNL? There was a lot of really good stuff this week on SNL, but one of the things they shared during their weekend update was I don't know what news network it was, but they were covering footage and some dude runs up and he's like, hey, y'all, is this the real news or the fake news? And the reporter turned around and just went, fuck off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I saw that. <laughs> no, I didn't see um, the weekend update. I, I saw uh, Chappelle's monologue. I, I saw the cold open. Uh, the Chappelle monologue had one line that cracked me up. And the, and when he, it's when he's talking about how like Trump gets COVID, he goes he goes you know Trump gets COVID. He's like he's like he's like and it's about like uh you, you, like you, like you know uh Queen uh, lead singer Queen right <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. No one asked how he got AIDS. He's like he's about like him getting AIDS. It's like nobody asked. Well, how would he get it? <laughs> That was hilarious. Oh and man, also, I had to pause the video because I because I because I, I couldn't recoup fast enough. <laughs> oh shit, Brando. Well, I I don't think we have anything else left to dish on this week, do we, my friend? You know what? Not really. Uh, I definitely wanted to talk about that a little bit with you here on the show because it is important. It's very important, yeah. and, and for people who who are into it, we you know we ended that portion of the show, you know, about fifteen minutes ago or almost half hour ago now. But, you know, it, it's important to talk about it and, uh, you know, to, to see a pathway forward. I try to see clear. I try not to let too much on one side or the other dictate where I see things going. And uh, I could be wrong. I could be de- I could be certainly wrong. However, I wasn't that wrong with the Electoral College. Bro, you're almost on the money if they keep going at the right the rate they're going. You said oh, 306. It looks I, like it probably could be 306. Could be 306 if he keeps Georgia and and then it'll be 306. The only things that I got wrong was I gave Georgia to Trump, North Carolina to Biden because I thought the Senate race would help in there. It, I mean, we, we we have a couple days yet to see how that fares, but it doesn't look like it. Sure. It looks like it's going to go to Trump and to Tillis. 
But then the other part of it was I gave Maine Second District to Biden. Well, Maine Second District went to Trump. So you swap those around to the other teams, and the number stays the same. <laughs> and so I was off by just a little bit. And I was actually pretty, you know, I was one of the maps I shared to the group chat, it was off and it bugged the crap out of me. Cause when I'm doing the map on my phone, even the slight, even when I'm zooming in, it sometimes registers as a tap. So it moved West Virginia, like to Biden's column. And I, and I shared that and I'm like, that, no, Michigan alone shouldn't give him the win. And I, I studied that thing. I'm looking at it going, how is this wrong? And I had to actually recreate the map and compare it to the other map that I shared. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> no, it was West Virginia. Fucking West Virginia. Nope. Uh, but no, it's you got to be aware of what's going on out there in the world, even if you don't want to hear about it. Uh, you got to know a little bit at least. Try and, try and stay up with it. Stay, stay caught up. And uh, I don't see how anybody could have missed the news this weekend uh, because it was such a long week of waiting and of course, that means it was all unfair and fraudulent. They just all these votes just came out of nowhere. Meanwhile, it was the Republican legislature of Pennsylvania. They they the and they announced and they said you cannot start counting those votes until all the election day votes on uh, from the day of election have been counted. So when they are complaining, why didn't they count them earlier? It's because of your own party's decision to not have it be that way. Exactly. My so God. Poison, man. Uh, Anyways, guys. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode, Brando. As always, folks can check us out at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on all the different podcasting platforms Apple Music, Amazon Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Google uh, Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Castbox, mm-hmm. many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network. Get our amazing feed. Also, search Game Addicts Podcast, Game Addicts Play uh, on all the different feeds. You guys get your gaming stuff from the man who uh, brings it to you the hardest, Brando. Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming. There you go. He's jazzed for it. He's going to be talking about it soon, folks. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics. This has been Journey into Comics 321. Fantastic Fluxen. I've been Nate. I've been Brando. And as always, pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys. Later.